Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Iron Group Podcast, Brad Mel and Matt Blanchard on this one, and we've got another guest on this episode. We've got Toby Skelton. He's going to talk all about South End. So, Toby, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for me. I do appreciate it much. It's uh, nice to be on here for once. Yeah, thank you. No, not at all. Um, well, as I say, we'll come to South End in just a minute, but um, I want to just chat to Matt first because Matt, it's been a while since you've been on one. Um, let's just have your thoughts. Just all everything, basically, pretty much since Hill left, since Dawes has been in charge. What have you made of it all? Yeah, I mean, I've been away for the last couple of weeks, so not managed to get to uh, South Shields and and obviously the game at South End. Um, but you know, be, before that, we did look to be picking up a little bit. Um, obviously, not at the pace that that we were all hoping. Um, but I think there've been definite improvements from you know um, in that sort of six game run under doors. You know, we we were looking okay going forward. Uh, I think there was obviously massive um, issues at the back still. You know, we, we're still leaking far too many goals. Um, and I think one of the key things was, you know, we just weren't turning up for 90 minutes. Um, but in that sort of six-game run, um, you know, we we, sh- we were showing some decent character coming back from sort of goals behind. Obviously, it's not what you want to to be doing, you know, coming from goal behind after a few minutes every game, which, which we seem to be doing. Um, but, you know, I, I took a little bit of comfort from the fact that we were scoring goals and, you know, we, we were coming back showing some character and the players seemed up for it under doors. Um, you know, I don't know what happened has happened since that. Uh, obviously, the South Shield was was not a good result in the cup. I saw it coming, to be honest. When when Aptas out, when Butterfield's out, two two decent players. Um, although Butterfield, I don't think, has been fantastic. I think he's, he's got some quality, and we're probably worse with him um, missing. You take those two out, so you know I did see that coming. But then at the weekend again, it was it was one of those you were hoping for a bit of a reaction, and um, by all accounts, it, it was even worse. And um, that's the concern for me now, really, because we're heading into uh, you know runner games, few away games coming up, few uh, long trips on on sort of midweeks and Fridays and things like that. And you know we've got to start picking up the points, especially Tuesday with with Gateshead. That's a really key game for us now. And I was feeling a little bit more optimistic and, and I was taking some comfort from the fact we were scoring plenty of goals. Um, but obviously the last couple of weeks, we seemed to have sort of reverted to to not really testing the keeper and not really having any any sort of idea in the attacking third and, and ultimately still conceding at, at the rate we are doing, which which doesn't really bode well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm getting really concerned, to be honest. And uh, although we had that six games where we could have actually won a couple more, I think, I think that's fair to say, and, and many people would agree with that. Um, I just think at the moment we're kind of in danger of sort of replicating what we did last season when Hill came in. You know, he, he kind of steadied it for a little while, got a few draws, um, arguably maybe could have won a couple of those games last season um, we didn't and you know look look where we ended up and I think we've got to be kind of mindful of, of that and hopefully it doesn't happen again but you know you wouldn't bet against it at the moment Yeah um, 
let's carry on with the game in a second. Just the one bit of news, um, that being that the Wrexham game has, has moved, hasn't it? It was Tuesday, I think it's now the Wednesday. I think it's because uh, isn't it, they're in a cup replay, I think. So I think it's going to be on TV. Anyway, basically, whatever it means is that that game's not on TV now, which, as we've just mentioned there, Matt, out of the cup already, it was a chance at a little bit of extra money, wasn't it, You know, from having the TV in, and uh, that's that's been moved. So any, any thoughts on that? I mean, it's probably a good thing, isn't it, really? Cause, I uh, mean, we would have lost. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have thought so. You know, Wrexham um, doing doing fairly well and scoring plenty of goals. And, um, you know, it is a shame how it's panned out, really. But you look at it, um, obviously, FA Cup probably takes priority. But, you know, it, it is disappointing. that I think it's only six or £7,000. But, um, you know, we, we've had to have our plans changed again to accommodate someone else. So, um, you know, not not great. And I can understand the frustration. Um, but from the club's point of view as well, I don't think there'd be many arguments really, because I think that was maybe one of the games that some of the fans would have targeted as, as a bit of a protest again. Um, you know, with it being on telly, I think, I think we'd have had some disruption to that game. So I would imagine the club are relatively pleased that that that's not going ahead on on TV now and it'll be taking place the day after. Right, let's let's look at the game then. So as you say, you weren't there. I wasn't there this time and uh, unfortunately I didn't even get a chance to listen to it on the radio this time. I was at work. So a bit blind with this one. That's why we've got Toby on. So Toby, um, I think I think I saw you tweet that uh, you were optimistic beforehand. Was was that right? And uh, it didn't quite pan out that way. I mean, I'm always somewhat optimistic before a game. (laughs) But I think blindly so would be the way to describe it. Um, it was just a horror show from start to finish, really. Um, you know, South End were dominant all game. We were nowhere to be seen, really. Possession-wise, I think they had 65% possession. You know, they they outclassed us, really. And the thing is, they didn't even go into first gear. You know, they were just sort of cruising, but it was so easy for them. Um, you know, passing it, they could just pass it straight through our midfield. They can bypass that so easily. You know, our sort of lack of pace was really evident, I thought. Um, perhaps we missed Beeston because obviously he was out for the game. I think he's back tomorrow, but he could have been quite a big miss for that one. Um, no, we, we were just second best all game. You know, their sort of front players like Wes Fongook, for example, he was good, I thought, on Saturday. Um, we had no answer to them. And obviously Apta was quite quiet as well. Um, they sort of ushered him well in defence. Um, Nuttall didn't seem particularly interested. Um, I don't know what's happened since the whole Oldham thing, but I don't think he's been anywhere near his best since then. So I'm not too sure what's going on there. Just overall, just a really poor game. You know, the away end was really subdued all game. There was nothing to be enthused by. I mean, we had one shot on target all game, you know, and that's unacceptable. You know, if we're really going into these games trying to win and having one shot on target all game, then there's no hope, is there really? So it was one of the most, I guess, disheartening games I've been to. You know, obviously I've been to a lot of games over the past few years that have been depressing, but I think today all just sort of hit home, you know, how, how bad the situation really is. You know, Southend aren't exactly a good team. Before the game, they were 13th place and they were playing like prime Barcelona against us. It was it was a complete farce, really. And you know, all three of the goals, well, were just comedic, for lack of a better term, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, where do we go from here is the question. Because the thing is, we've played all the teams around us now. And our next few games, apart from Gateshead and Mason, are all against the likes of, you know, Wrexham's, your Barnets, your Reesley's. Uh, Notts you know, County, yeah. So, like, you know, we need to be winning these games. But, you know, it's OK drawing these games beforehand. But we're still second bottom, one point from Torquay who are bottom at the moment. And, you know, we've won two all season. And... It's just a big concern of mine because I thought that these games that we've drawn were the must-win ones. And now, you know, 
we, it just seems hopeless. You know, I don't, I don't see us getting anything from the Wrexham game that you mentioned previously, for example. Uh, and obviously, our away form, as we all know, is just a complete farce in itself. So, I think I think we haven't won. Is it all calendar year away? I think yes, yeah, something it was like that. Boxing Day last year, yeah, at Oldham, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I saw Iron stats again. Another depressing stat from him, unsurprisingly, uh, says that it's been now twenty six matches in a row with no clean sheet, which is now a club record. So I think that speaks volumes for our current predicament, really. Mm. I want to just go back to what you were saying about Nuttall there because I've seen a few comments, and it wasn't just singled on him. It was actually more of a, a team sort of team-wide, in that from the South End game, there, there seemed to be a lack of interest almost across the board for the team. And I, I think that's not necessarily something we have seen previously. Did you notice that that change? Did it, did it seem like something's happened to cause, you know, a lack of interest in, in the squad? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the previous games, uh, all the sort of the draws um, prior to that, the players looked interested, you know. Maybe the older shot second half was a bit of a calamity. We sort of, I guess, switched off then. But apart from that, you know, we were in all the games. We were definitely playing, you know, some reasonably good football. But South End, and also similarly at South Shields, the players didn't particularly seem bothered. I don't know what's changed. I don't know why that's the case. But it was very, very evident. You know, across the board, it wasn't just Nuttall, yeah. Um, the, whole, the whole team just seemed like, you know, very lackadaisical. They just seemed really slow, really lethargic, as if they weren't sort of up for it properly. So, I mean, that needs to be addressed straight away because, you know, the game tomorrow is is crucial. Mm. Um, and if we're approaching games with this mindset of, oh, you know, we're not really too bothered, we'll just, we'll just turn up and we'll do nothing special and, you know, we are going to get relegated. So it sets a very, very dangerous sort of um, predicament. You know, if the players are going into these games thinking, oh, well, you know, if we get beat, you know, it's not a big deal for us. So, yeah, I, I'd love to know what's changed and why the players didn't particularly turn up on Saturday. But it was evident across the board, yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that was interesting as well is that uh, if you look at sort of tweets from from a lot of South End fans, and, he, and I think journalists as well from down there, oh, yeah. they were saying the sort of the similarities between how we were playing and, and themselves, who, of course, we know over the last couple of years, they've had tons of problems themselves, haven't they? And, and the fact that they are highlighting this from just one game and basically saying this is pretty much exactly where South End were a year ago, it's worrying, isn't it? It is. And also a lot of their fans were saying that we're the worst team they've seen at Roots Hall like in their entire history. So <laughs> when you've got opposing fans saying that, you know that it's a really, really concerning time for you. Um, yeah, like I can say Southends, they, they're not world beaters, but they just easily, you know, bullied us. You know, they were the better team by far without even, you know, leaving sort of second gear, if you like. So, yeah, when, when all the journalists there are saying like, you know, where, how they were this time last year, and obviously, since then, they've had numerous winding up orders as well. They've gone into, well, they're near to administration by all accounts. So, I mean, if that's our future, you know, it is it is a massive concern for us. Mm. Should we just look at the goals slightly in a bit of detail? I mean, there's there's issues with all of them, isn't there? Um, but let's take the first one, for example. Again, it, it's passed across, isn't it? Passed across the goal. And then it goes through, I don't know, what, three, four players yeah, into the bottom yeah. corner. And and again, yeah. Dewhurst is not not great on that one. I, I guess his view is partially blocked by it, but you'd think one of them can get a touch on that. I'd love to know how the ball goes through all those players, mm. yeah. Because the thing is, like, it was so obvious what it was going to do there. They had all the defenders and the midfielders blocking the shot, yet they just stood there. No one sort of like took a leg out, for example, they just let the ball go past. And again, Dewars, perhaps he wasn't sighted, but it doesn't really look very good on a keeper if you can get beat by a sort of effectively a pass back that just trickles past everyone. Um, again, yeah, maybe you didn't see the ball properly, 
But then again, these are professional players and to let the ball just go, again, it wasn't even a powerful shot. Like if it was a complete, you know, uh, finesse shot into top corner, you sort of accept it, but it wasn't. It was literally a glorified pass back that just went straight through the defence and passed the goalkeeper. So, yeah, I mean, the defence this season, obviously, has been a massive issue. Like to kind of see 29 games, sorry, 29 goals in 14 matches, obviously that's, you know, over two goals per game. And, it seems like nothing's really changed since the sort of the key field days of just, you know, getting battered. And, you know, we, we have like this season sort of kept the scores down. But after after yesterday, you know, you expect sort of more batterings, really. Um, and I thought that under doors it might become a bit better defensively. But again, older shot were considered three. South End, it's three. So, you know, in itself, they're like, already six goals in two games. Obviously, South Shore's only one. But, you know, they are two league blowers. So, again, defensively, these issues are coming up as they were previously again. Yeah, and, and the second one as well. You talk about the sort of lack of pace on the first one. It's the same for the second one. I mean, it starts yeah. really yeah. with that horrendous pass. Is it, is it Butterfield, I think? I think and it is, It yeah. basically just gives it to them, doesn't it? And then they're going from yeah. halfway, they're feeding it through again around the keeper and, and and it's not it's not hit with any real power and you've got a defender coming across it. I don't know if it's Taft. I can't quite see from the highlights. I think it's Taft. Um, and it doesn't look from the angle to be tons of power on it. It feels like one of them might have been able to just sort of get a touch on it to stop it. Well, that's what I was sort of meaning by the whole lack of urgency and the whole lack of care, I thought, because I think somebody could have definitely got to that. Because again, the, the shot was very, very tame. Again, it was basically a pass back that just trickled past the defenders. If they were really bothered, someone could have reached that in time, I think. I know that Taft's not exactly the, the most rapid of defenders in the world. But even he could have reached that, you know, if, if he was really interested, he could have reached that. But I think, again, after considering the first goal, the heads just dropped massively and we never looked like scoring. So I thought he was just thinking, well, you know, the game's gone. I'll have to, you know, run fast, to try and get that. I'm not really bothered. I'll just sort of let it go past me. Um, I don't know. I mean, the build up to that goal, obviously the pass back. And then, you know, I think it's uh, is it Jake Hyde that scores that goal. He just sort of does a little sort of... Um, there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's the goalkeeper too easily. Um, and again, it's just these these mistakes about you know giving it away in cheap areas. Like that's been the key theme again this season. And we can't seem to iron out these problems, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. Obviously, Butterfield gave it away. And it's a shame because, you know, he has got some quality. I think we've seen it at times. Um, unfortunately, so I, I, we've seen that quite a few times this season. You know, when he's given the ball away, he's just been a bit too, I think you use a good word, like sedaisical, you know, at, at times, um, not making sure with the pass. 
um, I don't think that that pass was even on really, was it? And and he's tried no, to no. Um, you know pass it back to the, the defender. I think one of the defenders and and they're in the clean through and, and it's just all too easy. And I think with the first goal as well, again, um, you know you mentioned it should have been blocked. Um, and I think you're right, but Ogle gets beaten too easily out wide. You know, yeah. not really much effort to to try and stop that. Um, stop the the winger getting past. Um, that was a theme all game about being being too easily yeah, down the wing, especially yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, I, th- I think with him, you know, he, he's won actually through even. I'm I'm thinking back to the Dorking game where the first half, I think again we weren't great. Um, obviously steps it up in the second half. He probably was was my man of the match that day, and uh, just because he put it in for the ninety minutes. Um, but even that, you know, uh, the weekend there, he's beaten too easily. And, and it's a shame because I, I do quite like him. I think he does put a lot of effort in. Um, but I just wonder, you know, if if the other players aren't doing it, is, is it going to rub off on him? Um, for me, it was just all too easy. And, and as you say, the second one again, um, yeah, just, just too easy. And, and back to conceding really, really sloppy goals. Um, to be fair, we've never stopped, have we? I know we've, we've not... You know, we've not been hammered, as you say, by by four, five, or six um, yet this season. But but we are conceding um, too many, as as you say, two two well, a game. You're uh, needing two or three goals just to get a point, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. And you know that it puts a lot of pressure on Nuttall. It puts a lot of pressure on Actor. You know, um, they're really the only two that that are kind of um, looking likely to score. I know Butterfield's got a couple, um, but. Yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on them. And, and I think Matt said it last week, um, you know, if, if they kind of, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, you know, we've got to score two or three just to get anything out of this game. It, it is demoralising, I suppose. And the thing is, we've had these problems for so long and, and nothing's been done really to sort it. We all kind of didn't think Dewhurst would be the right fit. Um, and to go with you know your two young keepers in Dewhurst and Foster probably wasn't the best thing to do, um, but we went with it. And and then the defence in front of them, you know, it's, it just doesn't work for me at, at the moment. Um, I know obviously Taff struggled, hasn't he, from last season? He's kind of rolled into this season. He's not been great. Ogle, as I said, I think he's been okay. He's probably been the best of the bunch, but again, he's making mistakes. And and again, um, Saturday should have done better with that one. Um, and then we've got the left back situation where we've we've got enough left backs in the building, but are any of them really good enough? I'm not sure. I, you know, I did like O'Malley, but he's not not really been at the races this season. And yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the the defence that's the issue. I, I think uh, Toby mentioned it earlier on. Midfield bypass too easily. Maybe we're missing Beeston. Um, but even even then, when Beeston's in there, we we've kind of been overrun at times in midfield yeah, this season. Yeah, and I. Yeah. I do like again. I like Beeston. I think he he can bring a lot to the side. But yeah, there's there's just not there's something not quite right. And I, I don't know if it's kind of the the formation he's playing that you know we're just leaving ourselves wide wide open. I don't know. But um, you know we we need to kind of get a handle on it soon, really, because we're not going to score a couple of goals every every game. Um, but at the moment, it looks like we're going to concede a couple every game, and and that's a massive worry. Well, let's have a little look at the third goal as well, because it, it follows on from the same theme. Um, again, you mentioned shape there and formation. And I think that plays an issue in this one, because as they're moving forward, you get sort of three of them attempt to go for the ball or they certainly surround the player, which allows the pass out wide. 
And then it's just put across the box. And I don't know if they're going for an offside or, or if he just sort of slips in front, but it's a simple tapping really, isn't it? So, and again, it, it's just a, a lack, maybe a lack of concentration, a lack of shape, whatever it is, but it's another soft one. It's just too easy, isn't it, really? You know, after the second goal, the heads again fully just drops. We just given the ball away left, right, and centre. Passing went out the window completely. Um, I think it just sort of tends from the lack of interest, really. Um, you know, they're quite fast wingers, and we can't deal with the sort of fast players um, this season, I don't think. Um, and that really showed. And the ball across the box again, easy sort of tap in for their striker to to get the third goal there. And we've considered a lot of those goals this season from sort of wingers passing it across the box. Our defenders missing the ball completely. And their sort of strikers getting a tap in. So it's a regular theme that. And I don't know. I mean, talking of O'Malley, actually, Matt, um, he wasn't playing on Saturday. And I'm not sure where he is because he has been sort of playing recently. Um, and I don't think Dawes has mentioned his absence. So I'm not particularly too sure if he's injured or something. Um, so I'll have to sort of wait and see for that one. But yeah, in terms of the third goal, you know, it was inevitable because they 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 should have scored perhaps five or six, really. You know, they were all over us all game. And I think 3-0 flatters us, as mad as that may sound. You know, we, we were second best all game. And I think if they were sort of, if it was similar to Bristol Rovers game where they had to score, you know, seven or eight to sort of get promoted, they, they could have done that easily. You know, if there was someone lying for Southend, they could have scored a lot more than three. Um, so, but yeah, all three goals, far too easy. And mm. it's, it's just the same, isn't it, really, from last season, you know, just getting beat uh, too easily. Um, defenders just switching off at the vital moments. And giving away cheap goals, really. And obviously, you've been to quite a few of the away games this season. And with this being so close to the the exit of the cup at South Shields, and what what's it been like? The atmosphere I'm talking about in terms of fans and things like that. Has there been a turn towards the team yet, or are people sort of just a bit apathetic about it all? There's definitely been a turn. Yeah, I mean, South Shields. There was a lot of anger at full time, obviously, rightfully so. And it was the same at South End. I mean, at South End. There was a very sort of small away for, I think it was 114 there. It was mostly family. So the anger was sort of toned down a little bit. But even then, people were getting very, very frustrated. You know, there's, there was beer in as well at full time, which is a rarity, actually, even considering how bad we are. So I think people who were once optimistic, like myself, definitely even now, I feel a bit more sort of demoralised, a bit, you know, apathetical towards all like you were saying as well, really, because we just go into these games now, and especially away from home. You expect to get beat. You expect to concede, you know, two or three goals every time. Um, and now to only have one shot on, sorry, yeah, one shot on target all game as well. You know, you, you can't defend that. Like no matter like how good the opposition is, you know, to have one shot on target and to not look interested, you know, it, it's inexcusable. Really, it's the basics, and we couldn't do it properly. So there's definitely been a turn, sort of how the fans are perceiving the team now, because under. The sort of the, the draws era, um, you know, people are more optimistic, thinking, okay, we might turn a corner here. You know, we're playing better. There's attacking football actually on the show at times, but th- there was none of that at all at South End and also at South Shields. It was just laboured, just slow. And, you know, you want to entertain the fans and sort of, you know, bring them back for future games. But on those showings, not a chance. You know, no one's going to go to South End and think, oh, yeah, I had a really good day there. You know, we got battered. We didn't look interested. There was literally no attacking intent from us at all. So yeah, fan, fans are rightfully angry. And if that, you know, if he, if he, if we play like that again in the future, you know, it's going to get even worse and going to sort of veer onto toxic levels like it was last season, I think. Yeah, well, maybe let's just look ahead slightly, actually, as as you mentioned, because we, we've got a fairly big week coming up. We've got obviously Gateshead tomorrow night as we're recording this on the Tuesday, and and Barnet, as you we were saying last week, moved back a day to the, to the Friday. 
you look around, you know, the teams, as you were saying earlier on, Toby, Gateshead's the one really that I think it's it's a must win now, isn't it? You know, I think that's yeah. when you look mm-hmm. at the run of fixtures that's coming up after that, it's it, it don't get any easier. And, and really, I think we are at the point now, the season where it is must win territory. I, I agree. I mean, it's mad that we're in October and we've got a must win game already. But I think it is the case because like Gateshead's form, like thankfully they're doing as bad as we are at the moment. Then they've got half a team out. Um, they're low in confidence. Their back line's very, very inexperienced. So if there was one game we, we could win on paper, it would be this one. But, you know, we are Scumbuck United and winning games on paper doesn't always uh, turn out that way. But yeah, it's a huge game. And I think if we do get beat against Gateshead, there'll be alarm bells ringing. There'll be a lot of anger at full time, especially with being the home game, obviously. Um, and yeah, we, we, we can't afford to keep on dropping points to these teams at the bottom because, you know, we have the big team to play. And on the on the show in after South End, you know, we're going to get battered by these bigger teams in the league. So we need to go into these games like Gates at home, you know, getting the win, getting points on the board. Because if we don't, you know, especially if we lose Apta in January as well, um, we could seriously get got a drift of the sort of uh, the safety points in the league. So, I mean, it's, yeah, to say in October it's a must win, it does sound incredible, but I, I do believe it is the case, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, I think if you look at the table, you look at kind of one of the teams you choose, if you could choose a team to play at the minute, it, it would be Gateshead. You know, they're out of form, as you say. They're, they're not doing very well. They're down there with us. Um, but they'll also be looking at us in, in the same way and they'll be thinking, well, we can we can go there and we can get a result. I think the key thing tomorrow, um, you know, obviously the three points is, is going to be be vital. It's going to be massive for either side if 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 either side can win it. Um, but I think you know we need a reaction in terms of the performance. Um, Dawes has come out today saying that they do care. You know that they are trying. Um, they're trying the best, and and it's just been two sort of poor performances. But you know that they are still kind of buying into what he's asking them to do. Um, so we need to see that tomorrow because ultimately um, it's not been good enough um, the the last couple of weeks. We were unlucky in that in that little run we had that we didn't win a couple more, uh, but ultimately we didn't, um, and now we need to start picking up the points. Um, you know, it's a massive week, really. You're looking at, you know, Gateshead is, is probably the most winnable out of those. Um, Barnet's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough trip on Friday. Obviously, Eastleigh as well. Um, you know, I think they're doing okay. I think they're mid table, but again, it's it's a hell of a trip on a on a Tuesday evening next week. Um, and then we all know, obviously, Wrexham as well coming up. Um, as I say, Gateshead are going to be looking at it in exactly the same way we are. Um, but, you know, the, there's no excuse, really. We, we've got to pick up the points. We've got to kind of put on a performance for the fans and, um, yeah, anything less. And, um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's not going to be well received. And you just wonder with Dawes, obviously, um, I think we all know that he's he's kind of in the job until a takeover happens, if a takeover is going to happen at all. Um, I can't see anyone else coming in really, considering we're paying Hill and Lee Turnbull's got a really good relationship with, with Tony Dawes. Um, so I think, you know, whatever happens, he's going to be in post. I just hope that he can get the players back on side because what he was doing um, in, in that six-game run was was working to an extent. I think they were buying into what he was asking them to do. I think we we looked to threat at times going forward. Um, obviously, we had a lot of work to do defensively. We still do. But, you know, if we do lose that commitment and don't get in the faces, we, we know what's going to happen. And unfortunately, um, teams are going to take advantage of it. So, um, yeah, I think I think you're right. It's a must win. Um, 
anything less and, and I'd, I'd be seriously concerned even after sort of 15 games you know it's going to be very difficult to get out of it and you look at some of the other teams down there at the moment it's all quite tight at the minute but you know if we lose that at the weekend uh, sorry on, on Tuesday and, and other results go our way you know we there's a there's a bit of a gap opening up and you can only see that continuing to get, kind of get bigger and grow as as the weeks go on unless we kind of um, find a way out of it. But at the moment, you know, I just can't see any more players coming in. Uh, I think Dawes has got to try and do the best he can with the players he's got available. Um, and I think sooner rather than later, questions have got to be asked whether he is doing that. Um, and I'm not sure he is. Obviously, if you can turn this little blip round, then, then great. And, you know, let's hope he can. But at the moment, um, yeah, I'm not really that confident that he can. And I think we'll probably end there for today. Um, just a shorter episode. Um, Toby, thank you for coming on. Very informative. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. No, not at all. And as I say, so two games this week. So we'll probably get uh, an episode out next weekend. And also, as you're listening to this, uh, there'll be an In Conversation episode coming soon. That's with Martin Walford. So looking forward to that one. Uh, thank you for listening to this. And we will see you on the next one. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.